Happy Budget Day, folks. This is a podcast we recorded about 10 days ago with uh, CEO of Okulon Housing Cooperative, the not-for-profit property developer, uh, Hugh Brennan. Long-time listeners would have heard you several times. In this, though, we break down, Rory breaks down specifically, the ways and means of, of delivering affordable housing that is genuinely affordable and open to all. Uh, please do continue to support these podcasts, like, share, rate, tell people about it. And if you can, we'd really appreciate it if you click that link that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise on it. And have a look around and see if there's a level that you can help us keep these mics on. It's a lot of work and it doesn't happen without that support. Thanks for listening and enjoy this really, really excellent podcast. Welcome to Reboot Republic, the podcast that goes behind the headlines and looks at the big issues in this republic of inequality. We are the podcast of solutions and the podcast of hope. And I'm your host, Rory Hearn. And today is another of our pre-budget specials. This one we have back, another guest we've had on lots of times, Hugh Brennan from the Okulon Co-Housing Alliance. Hugh, it's great to have you back on Reboot. Thank you very much. And looking looking forward to this chat. <laughs> yes, indeed, we are. Um, and to our listeners, we are this is a, a part of a series of pre-budget uh, 2023 podcast we're doing. You can go back and listen to ones we've had so far. We've had Michael Taft and Tom McDonald and also others on like Trisha Keelty, Tanya Ward. There's a number of them covering um, the economics of the budget, uh, children and poverty, um, and also housing and homelessness. We've had um, um, Louise Bayliss from Focus Ireland. We've had Amrie um, um, from Amrie O'Reilly from Threshold, and we've also um, had others along as well. And we are really looking forward to um, another one now. So you can listen back to the other ones, and please do share them around on social media. Um, and we look forward to hearing your feedback as always. Thank you so much. So, um, Hugh, in terms of housing and what you're doing, you're actually building housing right now. What are you doing? We are, yeah. <clears throat> so um, we've just finished our, the, the second development uh, a couple, couple of months ago in, in, in Ballymun. So that was 37 um, affordable houses, all for purchase. Um, we're now working with Fingal County Council in Lusk, um, developing that Kilhage Lane, and there are 51 houses there. So uh, 39 of them um, are affordable and 12 are social. Um, it's a mixture of houses and duplex apartments. Um, yeah. So all of the houses will be handed over before Christmas, and then the duplex apartments um, will be handed over in um, February. And and just so people know, we don't build these physically ourselves. Okay. Yeah. We 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 effectively act as the delivery provider, if you like, or the delivery partner, and um, we go out to tender. So just as it happens, it's the same contractor um, whom we have used on the on, on the first three three schemes. And um, and so, you know, he's responsible for for building, etc. That is so you're essentially the, the developer. You're the not for profit yes. developer. Basically, we are. That's, we, that's exactly what we are. We're a not for profit developer. And, um, and a, lo- a lot of people don't uh, fully fully appreciate that so we go out and we tender everything you know we, yeah. we, we 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 buy in the architectural services we buy in then the services of of the of of the builder um etc yeah so this this is what when people think of uh Cairn homes and Glenvey um who are developers 
Um, and but you are actually basically doing it on a not-for-profit basis. So a lot of interesting insights um, yeah. in terms of what it, what it is to do development. In terms of the ones in Lusk, just to go through what you're doing there, um, how much is it costing you to build those? Oh, um, I would, maybe if I give you the cost to the to the to the end user. So the yeah, what is, you're selling them for? Yeah, yeah what so, you yeah. would be selling them for? Yeah, so we'll so we'll be selling them for um, two hundred and fifty thousand. Um, now that's 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 average. Okay, that's for that's yeah. for the for the the and we always take the average as the three bedroomed, um, mid 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 terrace house. Yeah. Um, but but um, the 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 other ones like they're the a two bedroom apartment. They're as low as. Um, 165 and you're selling uh, a two-bedroom apartment in north dublin for 165,000. yeah but but now people need to understand here that there is a subsidy involved in this okay so this scheme um was developed before the affordable housing fund okay yeah um so there was what what was called a site services fund so that that was that was included in that now I mean, we still have to pay for the site, okay? Which is something I want to talk to you about yeah. during this, and something that and something that the government, you know, can can help on. Um, but um, but but that 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 subsidy was there, and because of that, um, uh, we were able to sell at a at a reduced rate. And that yeah. and that has to be the way. Now, in in previous schemes, we didn't have that subsidy. In previous schemes, we with Dublin City Council, we got the land at a heavily reduced rate. Yeah. And and they waived um, development levies, and of course we don't charge a developer's margin. We have to make a surplus just to keep our heads above water. But we we maintain that at five percent, or actually lower. I mean, because of COVID, etc., it, it it has worked out a lot lower. But um, and what would a developer's margin typically be? Well, you see, this is the thing: we don't. You never know. You don't know. Like some people will will tell you that it has to be at least 15% or they can't get funding. But, you know, some of the bigger developers, it's much more because you never know what they've paid for their land and you never yeah. know, know really what their what their, what their their costs are. And if you look at some of the costs that are put in there, you know, you you, you will see, I, I think, exorbitant costs for the likes of auctioneers, okay? Yeah. Um, now, we're fortunate in that there is such a demand for what we are doing that people are queuing up for the houses, so you don't actually need an auctioneer for that part of it. And I accept that developers do need the service of an auctioneer, but I also I always feel that that bit of it is is elevated, as I think sometimes are the finance costs. So therefore, there there are costs put in there, but you 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 never know what the margin is. So it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, no, looking at um, the 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 uh, whatever it was the, the, the financial statements of Karen Holmes during the week, um, uh, I think it was Karen and Glenville, I think it was Karen, and anyway, the, the I calculated on the base of their reported profits and sale of houses that they were making in the region of sixty six thousand on average per home profit. Okay, yeah, well, you know? I yeah, and. And like you don't know what they were selling for around four hundred thousand. Was it? I I don't know in terms of the average. It was probably I think it might have been even slightly lower than that. Um, in terms of the average, but it's clearly a significant amount of yeah. the sale price is actually going to profit for the developers. But that's that would that would be only I think that's only eighteen percent if it's if it's, if it's three fifty. So that that isn't that isn't bad. Um, <laughs> it's still eighteen. No, it's still eighteen percent versus it's a lot, it's five percent and lower yeah. is a significant no, it is. amount. It is. 
It is, but I but but I honestly would have suspected that it was higher than that. Yeah, but maybe it. But, maybe but again, I'm that's wrong. only using average. You know what they're giving as their average profit versus you know the amount of units they're selling. But of course, that doesn't include you know what profit they're making, as you say, in terms of you know their land. What was their land got? What is their financing? So it's only a very crude. You know what I mean? Estimate in terms of that. It is, and don't forget that's after. I assume that margin is after all costs. So yes, you know there there are some very significant uh, salaries. Uh, being paid there. <laughs> that, that's true indeed. I think close to a million and possibly over for... Yeah. But you're probably on that though as well, Hugh, are you? Uh, nearly, nearly. <laughs> yeah, I'd better, I'd better make it absolutely clear that I'm not. <laughs> or... <laughs> Or 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 anywhere anywhere near it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, in terms of back to that, so one hundred sixty five thousand for a two bed apartment. And what is the subsidy going into that roughly? So in terms of what's the cost of construction approximately? Would you yeah, think? it's like it's it's a it's it's a tricky one because that has gone up hugely now. You know, yeah. in the in 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 the past while. Um, the way let, let me let me just let me just give you give you to you roughly like I mean the uh, the subsidy per unit there was probably um, around around I would say twenty six thousand um, per unit there yeah. there or thereabouts now that 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 takes into account um, the site services fund and also um, like you know the the difference in calculation between that and um, the uh, the side costs, etc. You know, yeah. so it would it would be it, it it would be around that. Now, you know, there, there are substantially more available at the moment, and you know, you have to give credit where where it's due. So, under the new affordable housing scheme, um, if our density is greater than uh, fifty units per hectare, we can get up to a hundred thousand uh, per unit. Mm-hmm. And 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 that and you know that is that 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 is needed um, in order to be able to to deliver at affordable price and then in return for that the local authority will take an equity share as you know but the listeners yeah. may not will take an equity an equity share um, in in each house whether that's through the local authorities affordable housing scheme or through what they're calling the first home affordable housing scheme where they would work with um, uh, uh, private developers. You know, like there, there, there are some things you know that that are that are working well. There are some things and um, that aren't. I honestly do think, so what, yeah, what, that yeah. The, that, yeah, the quantum of money that's going into it, like you know, like that, that is certainly good at the moment. Okay, but I think you know the way it's being managed and um, the urgency uh, in it. Just there, there, there has to be some a better way of 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 doing that, and 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 then also like. Things that that cause us uh, difficulty all the time is we're we're quoting for one particular scheme. I can't just say where it is at the moment, but the site is so heavily encumbered. Okay, so in other yeah. words, the local authority have to pay an awful lot of money for that site going way back maybe ten years ago, and they yeah. spent a lot a lot of money on it, and so they need to get um you know a, a very large amount of money uh, per unit there on on this particular site, and. This is where that the government can step in and say, you know, that um, the local authority is not going to be at the loss of their investment in that site, um, but neither is the cost of that going to be passed on to the um, end, end user in an affordable housing scheme. So therefore, I would like to see them underwriting um, the, the cost of those sites 
for the local authorities. Now, we, yeah. we like we asked for that uh, going back as far as um, our old friend, Mr. Murphy, and, <laughs> and, and we were told um, for, because of what they were calling moral hazard at the time, that never really got, you know, like how the hell do you have moral moral hazard between two different arms of the state, if you like, but they yeah. felt that there was. Um, so that's 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 one thing. Um, and then like just the whole delay in getting houses um um ready. Like there, there, there are several schemes that that we have had an interest in, some that we were asked to um uh, 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 put in an, exp- an expression of interest for along, along, along with others, along with many others, and there's one in particular in Dublin. That I mean, there were 30 people at uh, a meeting, and I would say that um, maybe, maybe, maybe that represented 15 different teams. Okay, who would have had maybe a developer um, and a contractor who were prepared to, uh, who who would have liked to get involved in this particular scheme. Yeah. And it's still, you know, it's still not out of the starting blocks. And that was around that was around four years ago. So and is this a scheme using public land? Yes. So this is a scheme to develop affordable housing on public land. Yes. So the state or the local authority advertised and said, we are looking for people interested in building on this, building affordable housing on this. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's not there's no housing emergency, so there's no real rush on it. And uh, this is the thing. We'll, see, we'll know, invite is, you in, and it, four years later, are you saying they haven't even come back in terms of awarding tenders? And well, certainly tenders haven't been awarded. Um, I, I think you know they, they they may have gone back to do what they would call a part eight, and I don't want to, don't want to get technical, but this yeah. is just where like a local authority or a state body will actually arrange to get the the planning permission themselves, and yeah. and, and it wouldn't be part of our work. But you see, that, that is something that we can do that we're more than happy to do. We're more than happy to take it from page one. And we are an approved housing body. And this is the thing, you know, that that we really need more uh, proactive engagement between the departments, local authorities and people like ourselves who are ready and willing to do the work and who can do the work. And you will get the argument, you know, that, well, there's a shortage of labor and all of that. Yeah. Yes, there is in certain areas. OK, but you still can get small to medium contractors back involved in the building of houses. And this would like this, this would, you know, really um, invigorate, I believe, the sector um, uh, again. And you will get people coming back. I mean, you know, that's that's um survey that was done that so many people are prepared now to emigrate because 70% of, of young people. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's huge, you know. Yeah. And we can keep all of those people here um not all of them okay some of them are you know techies and all of that but some of them are directly involved in 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 in, in building and we can keep them here and we and, and we can um, attract others um and i do again i don't want to make this you know um too i don't know how to put it too complicated if you like for people but i mean procurement is absolutely an issue you know i mean we we have to be really careful when you're procuring jobs. We get this. Local authorities have to be really careful, and they've learned the hard way. You know that this is an area that uh, could be open to exploitation or even corruption, if you like. Okay, yeah. so they have to be really, really careful, and they follow they follow European guidelines. But sometimes, when that procurement is not fit for purpose, you have to look at it, and you yeah. have to say, is there a better way of doing this 
some way that will not just bring in four or five big contractors or developers for everything because yeah. they're the only ones who can afford the insurance or they, they're the only ones who um, who who have that um, a, a track record that the um the, the the procurement people are looking for like yeah. you know they, they look for people who who have only built something like you know maybe 10 million worth of housing in in the last year like there there are small to medium contractors very good contractors who will now work to the regulations that are there and the regulations that are there aren't bad i hear people criticize them but they're a damn sight better than they were uh, 20 years ago mm. and um and and who would be prepared to do that and who would who could work on a big site divided up into into parcels so you would have smaller um uh, co- contra- contractors working away like there's lots of things like that that could be done and i know this is a pre-budget submission and people are always looking to see, you know, where can the extra money go? Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a lot of money in housing at the moment, and I would nearly say that th- that there is um, prob- prob- probably enough. Um, so it's how you spend the money then that becomes important, and also if there can be flexibility in spending the money. Like we we struggle. I think I've said this before. We struggle to meet our early stage costs because we're not a private company. We can't get equity in. Okay. So yeah. we. So we 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 try to get money elsewhere to pay these early stage costs, which you have to have. An early stage cost are paying your architects and your design team to get you the planning, and that's very expensive. So where do we get that money from if we if if it's if it's not there for as part of the of construction finance, which happens after planning? So it's it's kind of flexibility in the whole system that I would look for um, as as part of a commitment, not necessarily for the the budget, but I suppose. In, in, but, in whenever the next but that would suggest, though, Hugh, to, to counter your point that there is enough money in the system there's a, going in. There's actually not because what is put into, as you say, for example, construction costs for, you know, affordable housing, for social housing, it doesn't cover enough of those things like those early costs. And so there is a need for additional resourcing to well, enable that. And similarly, the cost of, for example, the writing down of the land costs of local authorities, that is, that is a cost, but that should be a cost borne by the department and the state rather than being put on to the householders. But it does, yeah. I think, raise that question of there is there still isn't enough, but I, I think you're right in terms of how it's used. But if you were to address things like that, that does require additional resourcing. Yeah, uh, but, I, but, I, but I honestly think if, if, if the minister said at budget time that we're going to put another two billion um into into housing i suspect that he wouldn't be able to spend it so that's why i say yes you know put it in but you you have to have the proper mechanisms in place there as to how you spend it and yeah. that early stage finance thing that, that that that's actually just peculiar to us because we are an approved housing body and a, and a, a registered charity so we can't uh, issue equity. Now we do have people investing. We have, we have, we have, we have lots of people who come to us, and if there's more out there, we want to hear hear from you. Yeah. We want to support um, affordable housing. People come to us and say that they will invest, and we will give them a return at the moment of up to four percent, and that might have mm. to increase because of the way th- the way things are going. And that enables us to carry on and do our work and pay these early stage um, costs. But it's very unwieldy for us. And if there was a mo- if there was a more structured way of doing it through the department or through local authorities or even through the land development agency, if we've spoken to them about it, um, it would it it would make much but, more but sense. But again, the po- the point is, Hugh, that like in terms of you saying, oh, it's just us. 
but you are, you know, key and other housing bodies are key to if we really want to scale up quickly in terms of going to, you know, from building, Jesus, what are we actually really building in terms of affordable housing? It's probably 2000 units, maybe a year there, you know, the rest is all turnkey. Um, So if you want to scale up to building 20,000 per year, that is a key thing in terms of developing it and ramping it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and and look, and and you know, I I I I absolutely get that. But you know, there is, I, I again, I would just say that there's a lot to be said for just having the organisation there better in uh, in place in in terms of how in terms of how you spend the money and in terms of when you spend the money. Like we were we were just chatting about this before. Um, uh, before I came on, just, just you know, just to try to get our, our thoughts straight. I mean, maybe if there is, you know, a special unit uh, within um, the department that, you know, that 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 once, let's say that the the job we quoted for four years ago, that once that has been initiated, okay, yeah, that you're that you're not going to go back and say, okay, well, we change our mind now, we go for a part eight approval, or we go for this, or we go for that. That once yeah. once it has been initiated. That it that it must follow a set program, you know, and which yeah. which is which is what 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 we have to do anyway. With developers and contractors always have to do, you know, you're given a program and you have to and you have to stick to that program. And it'd be no harm um, if if there was just some pressure, I think, there from at at department level to ensure that these things ran through once 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 they're started, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of the land question, then that's something you talked about there. Yeah. What do you think needs to happen around that? Well, like that, that is a huge um, problem. I mean, like there, there are two parts of it. There's first of all, the land that is available and that is substantial. Okay. And a lot of that is in the ownership of local authorities and other uh, state bodies. And if those local authorities and the state bodies have to, by virtue of their own constitutions or other laws or whatever, if they have to, if they're forced to get market value, for, for that land, always remembering that it's one arm of the state providing assistance to another arm of the state. It's not it's not going out to the uh, and yeah. the, um, the private sector. Well, then let's put the, um, the 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 method in place so that um, a local authority doesn't have to lose money on the value of land or CIE or um, or any, any anybody else. You know. Yeah. But, you know, but but use the use the use the finance use the finance like that, and then pass it on to the likes of us or other approved housing bodies or local authorities if they don't have it, um, to go and build and 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 to do as we do, you know, to build directly. And, and when we talk about building directly, you know, there tends to be a lot of confusion about this as well. Building directly, as as I said earlier on, doesn't mean that we have block layers. We don't, and it doesn't necessarily mean that a local authority have to employ block layers um, directly and have them working side to side. What it means is that they employ contractors themselves. And this is where, again, I'll just make the point that it doesn't have to be one of the top five developers or contractors. It could be small to medium contractors. Yeah, and it does. There's there's a lot of things there. And the question, so if, you know, what you're doing around building, so you're building the 51 in Lusk and you're also building, you have... In Waterford as well, correct? In Ardmore, we got just we just got uh, planning permission last week for thirty one in Waterford. We've planning permission for seventeen in Cork. Um, we're part of a consortium um, ourselves and Fisk Fisk as contractors ourselves as the delivery partner, or as you say, the affordable developer. 
for 600 houses with South Dublin County Council. Like this, that's this is the big job. This will be our 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 our, our biggest. And you know the amount of effort and time, as you can imagine, now going into that. Yeah. Pay, paying not just architects but everybody, like landscapers, ecology experts, um, uh, engineers, all of that. You know. Um, and this is this is going to be a fantastic uh, development because there is a there is a lot of open space which we are able to to, um, to develop and is going to become part of um, other parklands um, in 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 the area. But yeah, look, I mean, if you look at it, you know, over the next five years, at the moment as it stands. In our pipeline, we have a thousand, a thousand units. You know, now this could be replicated by other Okulans, by other approved housing bodies. It doesn't have to be just us. I know a lot of approved housing bodies have it in their constitution that they cannot sell on their properties, and as you yeah. know, we do sell on our properties. But they can do cost rental, and they can do cost rental in housing, which they are doing. A number of them, like um, you know, respond uh, to a. Um, Cluid and the others, you know, they are doing that at the moment, and that's great. But that that certainly can be increased. And just in terms of that, because it is a big question, like people are saying, oh, you can't, you know, magic this crisis away within, you know, a few years. It's going to take, you know, a long time for this to work through. That that's not true. You know, you're saying in terms of, you know, the next five years, you're going to deliver a thousand units. That's two hundred a year. You know, if each housing association, which we know there's. God, there's at least six or seven quite big ones um, in Ireland. These are other not-for-profits. And, you know, as you say, you could sell a, set up another Okulon. If they each did an extra 500 each, you know, you're heading to, you know, potentially an extra four or 5,000 a year. If each local authority build an additional 100 each, you have, you have another two or 3,000. That it's, you know, and each that one... That is the way to, to look at it. That, that, that is absolutely the way to look at it. And bear in mind that those big... Um, housing associations they are doing thousands i mean yes you know and and but and they are mainly they are mainly social and um, which is great because it's badly needed um but don't forget there are well over 200 i can't remember the number of housing associations around the country now a lot of those probably you know are one-off ones who were focusing say on housing for the elderly in a particular yes. village vitally important um, but you know they won't have the capacity to do other stuff. But I would say you know that there are twenty to thirty um, who not only have the capacity, but who would be prepared to increase their their capacity. And 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 you you could have a lot of amalgamation if you like um, between between those smaller ones and, um, and 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 some of the bigger ones. And in terms of the the limits to or what are the barriers to you know really ramping that up. You know, you've mentioned their land is obviously and, and that would affect those other AHBs as well, the other housing bodies, not just Okulon. Um, but land is obviously a key one, which you've said. Um, the early stage finance is, is another issue you've identified. Yeah. Um, is there anything else do you think that's a barrier? Well, well absolutely. Labour, like, you know, a shortage of labour um, at the moment is an issue. But, but as I said, I think that, you know, people could be encouraged back into the sector um but, but also off-site construction you know developing off-site construction like um we're we've, we've we've a number of schemes now where this kind of off-site construction would be absolutely ideal for us and right. uh, and and actually we went we went over to Poland uh recently and our eyes were opened I mean um I I I I, I don't know what it is sometimes about the, the kind of post-colonial mindset we have that we think that other countries are inferior to us I don't know whether that comes from 
the, the English or not, but I can tell you um, that uh, this, the quality of the work coming from those factories in Poland is fantastic. Yeah, and um, and 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 so and and so there are there are real possibilities there, and there are real possibilities to get that um, replicated here. And you see, the great thing about affordable housing is, and I've always said this, it's almost a never-ending market, especially when 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 the population is growing. I mean, you 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 know, if 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 you build forty thousand affordable houses next year you would need 50. If you build 50 the following year, you would need 60. Honestly, yeah. the demand is absolutely huge for affordable housing, and rightly so. We shouldn't be penalizing our young people with ridiculous rents at the moment, um, you know, and causing untold difficulties um, for them. We shouldn't be doing that. We should be focusing on making things affordable for people so that they have disposable income, which then goes back into the community and helps to build up that community. As I, as I said to you before, joke, jokingly, um, but there's a ring of truth, which my mother used to say, what you used to say, half-joking, fully in earnest, you know, yeah. that, um, that uh, with, 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 with an O'Coolan-type model, even capitalism works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a whole social policy and, and economic school of thought, which is called Keynesianism and, you know, the welfare state and, and yeah. human rights, which all argue, of course, that uh, it is it is a not it is a modified form of capitalism that, yeah. you know, can make, you know, people's lives much better. And this this turbo financialized form of capitalism where we're handing so much of housing to the market that. Essentially, though, it seems to me that policy is still unclear and is still kind of going between the two st two stools of the market and the not-for-profit non-market sector, that it's still not really pushing what it could be doing to ramp up that non-market sector. And I think for fear that it would somehow disrupt the market. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I don't think that that's just at a local level. Um, we were we were listening to some talks uh, coming from from Europe recently, and, and listening to some um, uh, MEPs um, talking about this. And I do know that um, there, there there is, for whatever reason, and maybe it's just you know this old built-in fear of communism that was there going back over the years. I, I honestly don't know, but there is a fear of interfering um, with with the market and. But you need to you need to bite that bullet when it comes to housing. Yeah. Um, you know, I that am advocating that we build housing for the people and that and that this can be done in a not-for-profit way, um, so that you can provide um affordable housing, adequate affordable housing for everybody. And to get that now, I know the talk to people don't want it in the in the constitution. I think it needs to be there so that it's up there in writing to say you know we have to do it we have to we have to do it and you can depend on the constitution you know so anyway yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely um and just finally i i do think and it's something i've talked to you before about that question of construction capacity like to me there it seems to be that there is a case for setting up a semi-state construction company to develop that capacity and it's not to take away from the private uh, market, but actually to add, we need some sort of guarantee, and particularly for those young people, to give them a future of permanent jobs in construction and, and retrofitting. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, look, and I don't, I don't disagree. Um, but um, like, if if you look at the kind of the schemes that 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 we have been doing and will continue to do, with the exception of the South Dublin County Council one, you know, the likelihood is that they're going to be in the region of say um, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 houses. That 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 kind of thing, you know, and and or even down to seventeen, like we have in 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 Cork or thirty one in 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 Waterford. I don't think that you need. Um, a local authority um, housing body or a state housing body to build those. I honestly much prefer to see those being built by small to medium local contractors. Um, and, 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 and that's what you tend to get. That's a, lo- that's a lot of the sites. I wouldn't object, you know, to seeing um, um, uh, block layers, et cetera, and tradespeople um, being re-employed uh, directly by uh, by local authorities for 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 some of their own schemes, um, but you you do have to you know just bear in mind that there has to be a a continuity of work for that. Yes. You know you don't you don't want a situation where you're employing them for one particular job and then they don't have a follow on one. You know, yeah. whereas yeah. whereas we know with with the um uh with, with 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 the smaller contractors and with the demand that's out there for what we're doing. You know, and honestly, this the demand for this like. It may not go on forever and ever, but for the next 20 years, it will, you know. And, but I, um, I actually think in terms of that's for me anyway, the, the construction and company would uh, it wouldn't be local authority. It, was, it would actually be a separate body. It would be a national um, something like the ESB that would but also do retrofit and refurb, you know, yeah, that this yeah. and which will be needed into perpetuity. And and the delivery, of course, the lesson learning is that we need to keep building um and we need to refurbish and you know redevelop our existing you know vacant and derelict properties and um existing homes as well like the amount of social housing and even privately owned homes that need to be refurbed but listen Hugh um just in terms of the Okulon model and replicating it what do you think what, what should we do to do that the key things well i mean i i would just love to see other approved housing bodies either st- starting up um, or ones that are there at the moment um, diversifying from what they are doing and getting into, into affordable housing. Like, um, and, and, and there is also, and I definitely think it should be mentioned, there is also a push, and it's growing in the country for community-led housing, where you yes. will get groups of communities coming together. And we get inquiries from these type of groups all the time. They need to be hugely encouraged. Like these are people who want to provide housing for themselves, who don't yeah. want to have to depend on local authorities, authorities and state. And this and and the state and the local authorities get, you know, they get afraid of these organisations. They think they're going to be way too much trouble than they're worth. Not yeah. so. Not so. If you can organise it so that it that that they would come through an organisation like ourselves or other housing co-ops around the country, you know. Yeah, we honestly like you know the, like the the, the the housing co-op sector in other countries, like in 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 Denmark and and in and in Germany, you know, and in other countries, even in the UK, you know, it's much further advanced than 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 it is here. And um, and I would love to see um, that particular sector uh, being encouraged uh, to grow and being supported. You know, and again, this is where early stage finance comes in because you do need to support people to get these things off the ground. It's very difficult for you know groups that set up um, 
just to get it going. Well, if we had a particular body and, you know, that you, it used to be the likes of Corporate Housing Ireland, although I know that they're not in that space at the moment, but, but you do need that. You need, yeah. you need a state body that's there to support um, Corporate Housing, community-led housing, and then other housing uh, bodies getting involved in, 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 in what we're doing. Because, again, you know, everywhere we go, we can see that, that the demand is there. And we're being pulled all around the country and we have to say no to a lot of them. And even, and we're going to get involved, won't we hope, fingers crossed now, in Strangford, in Northern Ireland, okay? So we're going to Great. step just beyond the frontier, let's call it. Because <laughs> <laughs> so we're, so we're an all-island all island body. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> well, listen, Hugh, um, you know, well done for all the amazing work that, you know, you're doing. And, and it really is groundbreaking and, you know, is pushing... Um, what's possible and what should be done um, and gives us all great hope. So thank you for the, the work that you do. Yeah, thank you, Rory, and thanks for your, for your continued support. And I might as well give a little plug, good luck with the new book. Thank you, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is out on the 29th of September uh, and people can pre-order it now. That's my new book, Gaffs. Um, and yeah, Hugh, listen, thank you so much. And a reminder to our listeners, um, if you can, please support Reboot Republic. Go over to tortoiseshack.ie. Check us out. Go over to patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack. Sign up for whatever you can each month. Help us keep the show on the road. And please do share it around as well. Share the podcast around. Let us know what you're thinking up on social media. Um, keep the conversations going. And it really, this is, um, that one there with Hugh is really one of my, uh, I think, all-time favorites in terms of hope and possibility and delivering it in practice as well that's what we need um, and we will get there and uh, get that right to housing in our constitution as well thank you so much and we'll talk to you all soon 